Well, well, well. Hello. Greetings, Chandler. Greetings. It's funny, we always put on this, like, warm tone of voice for each other when we first start, when in real life, like, we never actually, like, pick up the phone and say, well, well, well. Like, <laughs> we get all sexy with each other. Like, I mean, we were... Can you imagine if we did, if that was our dynamic? Oh, well, well, well. Hello. Who are you talking to? <laughs> are you talking to? Oh, what are you wearing? Si- just my sister. Oh, what kind of family oh. is that? Oh, that's how they do it in their family. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay, so... I just watched the latest episode of The Vow. You did. So did I. Yeah. I was pretty disappointed by the content of this week's episode. How did you feel? I, uh, how I, how did I feel? Well, let me just tell you. I fell asleep 20 minutes in. <laughs> and then I will, that's why I texted you at 8.20 saying, can we start at 8.45? Because wow. I was like, I want to sleep for 20 more minutes and I need to do jumping <gasps> jacks. So you five. didn't even watch, you didn't even watch no, it? No, I just kept sleeping. And then Are I did, you kidding And then I did jumping jacks before we started Lauren, this episode really to like get my m- mental mojo back. Guys, I want you to know that I was having a lovely dinner with my roommates and I said, sorry guys, I got to run. I'm going to do some of these dishes later because I got to go watch this episode before we record. Oh, I'm so sorry. And you fudging fell asleep because you don't care. And you work at, you didn't, so you didn't even watch. You didn't even come prepared. Well, my commit, you know me, my commitment to my own slumber when I get tired, just it usurps any other priority. It's funny because I'll ask you, like, do you want to record at nine? And you're like, that's so late. And <laughs> I consider myself to be someone who goes to bed early, but like you, it could be eight, the difference between 8.45 and nine. And you're like, oh, that is just so late. <laughs> nine, nine. <laughs> like, even if I want to call you at nine, it's, oh, just call me in the morning. Like, it might as well be 4 a.m. Okay. The, the truth of the matter is nine is like the wishing hour to me. Uh-huh. It's, it is very late. She Not, turns. I go to sleep at nine, between nine and nine thirty. Okay. And I wake up at six, nine, nine thirty, six, <laughs> nine, nine thirty, six. What, where's the mystery people? It's so funny because when I was staying with you, you would really fall asleep so early and then it would just be like Kagan and I hanging out. <laughs> Lauren would go to bed and we'd all be watching a show that like the crown Lauren would fall asleep Kagan would be in his chair like working um and I would just like okay I guess I'm just gonna put in my headphones because I was sleeping on the couch yeah because Kagan stays up an extra three or four hours yes when I go to bed I had a my friend last weekend we got dinner and she said okay we're gonna do dinner at eight o'clock Friday night and I said can we do any earlier that's just (laughs) so late unfortunately eight 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 for dinner that means we're not going to be done till 9 30 10 and i have to drive home i only went until 10 45 i'm so late (laughs) okay i don't want to i don't want to i want to continue talking about the vow but i do maybe this is a perfect time to bring up this can i tell one story that's i swear 30 seconds yeah tell okay i just have one story i'm gonna tell i just had a story too okay it's super fast and it's on this tangent of me going to bed early. But there was one time I went went on a date with a guy. It was probably my fourth date. I was very, very into him. And the date was is we were going over to his friend's house. Um, and his friend and his friend's girlfriend made us dinner. And we go over to a lovely beachfront home. I am very excited for this date. And I was very into this guy. And sometimes, you know how when you are – when, like, you're first dating someone, if you 
you get nervous and excited and you kind of like don't eat as much as you used to, as you normally do because you're kind of yeah. all, all nervous energy. Yep. So anyway, that date, I'm sorry, that day I'd probably eaten half a peanut butter jelly sandwich or just something like very little, basically nothing. Anyway, so we're sitting at dinner and these, these people are like really into whiskey. And so they gave me a glass of whiskey on the rocks. Chandler, I kid you not. All I know is that I was sitting at dinner I was sitting at dinner and then I woke up in bed and I literally, oh I fallen asleep at the table. Somehow they put me to bed in a bed in their home. Continued- Wait, what date number is this? This was like date number four. Oh my gosh. So mortifying. So mortifying. And I just remember being so embarrassed. And what guy was this? This was this guy named Logan. And so I went. Mm, I remember. The Oceanside guy. And so I went. I remember I went out. And nothing. And it sounds like kind of weird. Like, oh, really? But not, it was not weird. All my clothes were on. You know, like it was nothing weird had happened. They had literally just. I had fallen asleep at the table. But then I. um. I, I woke up at like two in the morning and he was like laying down next to me on this bed. I think he was. All I remember is that I, all I know is that I was like, yo, I got to go home. Because at the time I still lived at home and I couldn't like sleep over places. And so we kind of got into this like, oh my gosh, I do remember this. Quasi fight because I like made him drive me home in the middle of the oh night. And gosh. I think he was like probably not in a place where he should have been driving. I don't know. And oh, could, oh because I, we were on Beach Road in Capo Beach, and you Ubers can't get in there. That's right, because the guard gate is so gnarly. And so I had to get him to drive me to the guard gate so I could Uber home, and eventually just took me home or whatever. But and he kind of scolded me like, if you need to go home, you should tell me. Like you can't just like I shouldn't know that. Yeah. Anyway, I mean Logan was Logan was in the right there. I'm on side, Team Logan in this one. I guess I was Don't a be hot a child mess okay. in my dating times, and I'm just—I'm right. positively narcoleptic. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's really true. I've fallen asleep at um, multiple parties. Okay, what, Jen? What's your story? What yeah. are you thinking of? No, I mean, all on the subject of falling asleep early and liking falling asleep early and wanting to nurture that habit. I I as well fall asleep early. I don't think I fall asleep at nine thirty, but I like to fall asleep between. I like to have taken my melatonin promptly at 9 45 so that when 10 15 rolls around like i'm getting in the slumber zone region um, okay region yeah so recently i've basically i've i had an encounter with this guy back when i first moved to san francisco and we he's basically been trying to take me on like an actual date and get to know me like um you know a proper gentleman mm-hmm. um since that since july and since july but i was in utah and whatever and covid so I finally get back and he's like, okay, let's go out. Let's, let's go out on Monday or Tuesday night. And I should have never agreed. This is just something I'm learning about myself because honestly, five o'clock rolled around and the thought of having to not get into the slumber zone around eight or 9 PM was so crushing. Oh. I just knew it was screw over the rest of my week that I had to get out of it. I had to cancel on him. And so I've literally yep. now... I've now canceled on him like five times. It's a miracle. He texted me even this weekend and even after I'd canceled on him. But I just want to tell the listeners that if you're craving a high, if you're craving just something to recharge your soul, cancel on a date an hour before because it will make you feel so alive and like you have reclaimed your life and your time. 
Yeah. I truly feel this like in the depths of my bones, you saying this, like right. the, the desire to cancel a date is so real because it's, it's just about the discomfort of having to get ready and then go and like sit somewhere. And even if it's fun, it's yep. just not as restful as going to bed alone and at home (laughs) yes like honestly the star even on a weekend the stars have to align for me to be able to like get up the like energy to go on a date like I have to I have to have like quasi fresh hair and my black skinny jeans have to fit like just right if those stars are not aligning right there's no shot that there's no way that I'm like gonna follow through and that I'm not gonna flake I feel like I very rarely ever cancel on dates but there was one time when I was in the bath and I was probably about 40 minutes from getting picked up for a date. And this is, I was getting picked up for a date by this, a man named Ahmed Ahmed. I love how I'm just saying names here, but none of these yeah, people. First and last names. None of these. Yeah, he had the same first and last name. Uh, none of these people listen to our podcast or yeah, or I'm in touch with, so it's fine. Anyway, Chandler, I literally was in the bathtub and I texted him. I'm so sorry. My sister just got in a car crash. I can't. <laughs> I can't come tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh, my sister got into a car crash. Is such a good one. Well, the, <gasps> I didn't want to have to add, answer too many questions about like, oh, okay, your car, like it's still outside your apartment. Like right, I, right. I was trying to make it somewhat vague enough. Family so emergency is like too serious. Like you don't want to hit them with family emergency because then they could follow up with, do you need anything? But totally. Sister car crash is it's like the perfect balance of like, okay, you're in a crisis. I actually don't want to be involved at all. Bye. Yeah. And and and, and you're not in danger. And I told him everyone's fine, but I gotta go help her. And beautiful. And I just continued to luxuriate in that bath for another hour, and no part of me regretted it. And I still don't regret that lie. No. It was a beautiful evening of resting. A beautiful evening. I'm so proud of you. I'm going to use my sister got into a car crash, <laughs> but I, I don't have any family that lives like near me, but still, we can still, talk about it. You could yeah. be needed for emotional support. Also, I want to caveat that we do have some male listeners that may or may not know me who do listen to this. I want you to know that I don't, I don't mean to treat men poorly. I'm not trying to treat men poorly, but honestly, sometimes it's just really hard to get up the energy to go on a date. Yeah, it is. It is. I I fully support you. I think it's fine. I think guys must feel the same way. Right. Like, it's hard for anybody. And I do appreciate, like, you know, men who take the initiative to ask me out. And I, like, you know, eventually go on all those dates. I just probably cancel three to four times before because it's exhausting. I think it's the first date is always just the most like right. exhausting mentally to think about because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you so don't know true. what you're getting yourself into and you don't like them enough to be excited about it to to get over that hurdle yeah yeah agreed so agreed. all right so should we move on to more to less sleepy topics perhaps yeah honestly I'm exhausted perchance I already want to cancel on this podcast yeah <laughs> so my sister got into a car accident I can't record anymore <laughs> oh, oh my gosh I'm so sorry listeners we just got a text our sister got into a car accident that's it folks that's it this week 20 minute episode we'll see you next time we'll see you next time episode 26 <laughs> totally, totally. Um, we got we got distracted but what we were really talking about the matter at hand and the matter at hand the sleepy matter at hand is just that the, t- the turn that the series of that has taken for both of us. Mm. It's taken a total, let's just say that I'm finding every episode to be less and less enthralling. Which is interesting because if you do some Googling, 
there's actually way crazier stuff about this cult. So I was expecting it to just get weirder. I think this is going to be a one episode that's less interesting. I actually have a lot of hope for episodes eight and nine. Here's what's happening. I just like don't really want to hear about um, India's mother. Like I don't want to hear about India's mother texting anymore. Which I feel like is what makes up like, the majority of the episodes. It's, I just sent India this text and then she's dissecting it with everyone. She's like, well, I can feel Keith, you know, what he's going to say when she gets this. And it's I just, so I can't, true. I can't handle that anymore. It's just not interesting. I can't see any more like stock footage of, or, of India. <laughs> it's like India's mom looking out the window and like shaking her head in various different like couch positions. <laughs> India's mom just driving around LA so forlorn. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be called it needs to be called like India's mother ruining the day she brought her daughter to the Nexium self-help seminar. That is the theme. Really? Ugh, a mother's like, dread, a mother's anguish. Truly, yeah. I'm at my wit's end. I actually don't even care what happens to the two of them anymore. I just like to have some new characters. Wait, can I tell you what my favorite part of the entire episode was? Because we did get a the one you didn't watch? No, I, I watched like, okay, I watched the first 30 minutes of it or whatever. Okay. We did okay. get an ex-girlfriend telling the tale of, you know, date. I thought the parts about the early parts of the business that he started. Yes. And his ex-girlfriend. Yes. That was very interesting. That I could have like, used that a whole like, episode of that. Totally. That felt like net new information. Right. India's mom struggling <laughs> is not net new information. India's mom's like like woeful gazes are really <laughs> at this point, uh, yeah, not net new as Chandler would say. But I think that the the best part of the whole episode of what I've watched was when India's mother asked her mom to have Charles call the Dalai Lama, and then the <laughs> cameraman was like, "Who's Charles?" And she's like, "Oh, Prince Charles." Yeah, that was like very cool to have someone just to have someone. Like, I love that peek into that whole world where someone right. just refers to Prince Charles as Charles. Can you have Charles called the Dalai Lama? Yeah. Oh, that was very cool. Yeah. What's, that? There's a reason why India's mom is getting more than one episode devoted to her. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'd actually like to see more of her, like, royal adjacent <laughs> life more than actually her mother, you know, daughter bond decaying yeah let's just transition to a history of her princess mother oh that would be interesting yeah okay chan can we actually continue down the royal path for a second let's keep going i actually have a new royal development in my own life so with all my new free time from canceling on dates i've done an exploration of meaning and basically i like sitcoms and funny shows but I don't actually really watching them. Like I like seeing them in memes and watching them every now and then, but like I want to wind down every day with a true drama. Okay. Interesting. The crown succession, like some of these like more heavy, dark dramas, like really speak to me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I search for. So I needed a new show. Faith has always recommended the show Victoria to me. And I finally decided to like buck up and get through the first couple of episodes. And Lauren, it is so good. Really? Yes. Okay, guys, it's a PBS show, but it is sexy as frick. I'm only on episode five, but there is a lot of sexual tension between Queen Victoria and her prime minister, and then eventually her husband. 
but it's not like fully sexy. It's just like a lot of heavy breathing and like a corseted dress type of sexual attention. A lot of stolen glances. Yes. And like hand kisses that are like a little too long, a little too long and lingering. So it's amazing. And I'm just really grateful that PBS pushed the envelope with that one. Wow. Okay. Well, that's actually a very, I love the recommendation because I've had a few people recommend Emily in Paris to me. Okay. Have, have you heard a funny about show? It? I don't know if I want to watch it, if it's funny. It's not, it doesn't seem to be funny. It just seems, I've only watched the first 10 minutes and I'm probably going to alienate a bunch of people by what I say next, but it seems very Mary Kate and Ashley like in a, or yeah, it seems like a Mary Kate and Ashley movie. Like they're in a new, you know, it's like, it's just about like a girl and she gets this dream job in Paris going there for a year. Mm, it just seems so kind of. Something that would never happen for either of us. It's something that just basically happens for no one, essentially. <laughs> and it just, I don't know, like the first 10 minutes were so trite to me. I, I feel very much like Disney-E reviewing our podcast. But right. I, I'm not going to lie. Funny? It seems seemed kind of vapid. Uh, so I don't know. Should I push through, people? Let me know if I should push through and watch all of Emily in Paris because it seemed kind of dumb. It has it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it does? Mm-hmm. Lily okay. Collins' eyebrows annoy me, but they're so maybe I'd, yeah, I'd be willing to... I, I, uh, a girl from the Midwest is hired to provide an American perspective at a marketing firm in Paris. Yeah, that doesn't happen, okay? I work in advertising. I work in marketing. No one's getting that job. Exactly. And, okay, and I'm just looking at Rotten Tomatoes. The aggregator doesn't work for Netflix reviews. Rotten Tomatoes oh, so really – that's a false statistic. So that's a false statistics for sure. Fake news. Fake, Fake news. news. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure if I'm going to continue with – Emily in Paris. But, you know, readers, let me know. Send me your thoughts because I had a few people like send in and say they wanted our thoughts on it. And my thoughts so far is I don't, I don't know. I need you to. I tell feel me. like we said similar things about Love Life, and Love Life was really good. No, but Love Life. Here's the difference. Literally, Emily in Paris. The first ten minutes is her boss is randomly pregnant and tells her that she like she has this one that has to go to Paris and she tells her boyfriend and her boyfriend's like you're gonna be gone what and then she shows up in Paris and there's no elevator and like well love life just had interesting music interesting it was just it was very unique from the very beginning and Emily in Paris could not be more cliche right love life had some an actual dose of like realism and like real life and what dating is really like Emily in Paris like, it sounds like they're not showing when the boyfriend's like, oh, you're going to move to Paris? Cool. I'm actually good with that. Like, I think our relationship should probably end right now. That would have been an interesting start off. Right. Or like the boss, like who gets pregnant, who who says she has to go in her stead being like, yes, they're actually going to pay you a lot less and you're going to be an intern. So you're going to have to ask your parents for money to support yourself <laughs> while you live over there. But it's a no, great opportunity. No. Totally, exactly. No, when like she gets to her apartment, the basically the this is where I stopped watching. <laughs> she takes a selfie, and it's like a room with the view, and it's just like uh-huh. this this gorgeous little apartment, like with this stunning view of Paris. Oh gosh, and no. I'm just like, it's just something a little too cloying, a little too sugary for me. But let me know, listeners, if you think I should persevere. Yeah, happy to. No, I was asking the listeners, not you. But oh, I said, I, yeah, I was responding for you. I was like, she's happy to persevere. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, so moving on from Emily in Paris and Victoria, 
I just want to, can we do a little bit more royalty? Because we got, we got, um, some flack this week for our comments last week. Yeah. What comments? What flack? Disney E-Girl comes back. (laughs) Okay. No, it wasn't really flack, but I would say it was, uh, it was, it was pushback from an OG. Mm -hmm. From okay. an OG okay. pop apologist listener, I and actually a, a dear friend, uh, Brooke, Charlie. who yes. you know, said, yes. I need to chime love in. Brooke. Love her. Love her forever. She said, I need to chime in. Brooke on- is, I just want to say one thing about Brooke. Brooke is the most fun, supportive gal. We've known her since, what, we were like infants? Since I've known about a Brooke Goodsell for as long as I can remember memories. I think, well, her name now is Brooke Wilkinson, but yes. We Sorry. Have- but yes, we've known Brooke since we were young children. And so she's always been a beacon. And now she, we are honored to call her a listener. But mm-hmm, she's a critical mm-hmm. listener as of she last is. week. She gives us some feedback. And the note we got last week was, I need to chime in on the Megan and Kate saga. Just to give some more info, I heard that Megan forbade Harry to participate in a lot of his family traditions, like church, hunting, and family Christmas at their country castle. So maybe Kel... Maybe Kate felt like she was tearing her husband's best friend slash brother away, question mark. Just a thought. I think Megan is beautiful, but I'm team Kate forever. Love the pod today. I, she said, love the pod today. I would rescue you girls from Albany's clutches any day. <laughs> so thank, first of all, thank you for being willing to go all the way to Canada to retrieve us from Keith Ranieri Albany is in New York. I know. I'm just kidding. But second, Brooke, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry to say this. But I do think you have unwittingly fallen prey to some fake news because Megan. So okay, here are the claims I have to refute. The first is that she didn't let Harry go to church, but Megan was actually baptized into the Church of England to marry Harry and is Christian and religious. So that one is like just totally not accurate. Also, back to our old our other episode, sitting with you. What red blooded American woman doesn't want her husband at a church? Amen. What could be hotter? What could be hotter? I'm pretty sure Megan listens to that Sam Hunt song whenever Harry's not around, just to you know maybe just have a few moments to herself. And yeah, I think she agrees with us. Men who love the Lord are hot. Okay. The second claim was that she forbade him from hunting. So this stems from a weird rumor in the British tabloids that Megan's vegan. And so there was a lot of negative publicity around Megan, like vegan Megan forbids Harry from hunting with his family or vegan Megan is a pain at all royal events or whatever. But if you remember, really, if you're, I don't mean to throw any shade, but if you're a student of this royal couple, if you're a student of the House of Windsor, (laughs) you would know that they got engaged over a roast chicken dinner that they made together. Megan is not vegan. Were they at like a cabin or something? When did they get, they were at his house. They were in, no, they were at home. I think I'm thinking of Kate and, and William. They got married in some like far away cabin. Kate and William. Okay. So Kate, no, no. Kate and William got engaged in Africa. Um, What? I think they were like, at some like lodge, like some cozy lodge ski or like ski cabin. Are you sure they were in Africa when they got I mean, engaged? L- look it up. Why don't we just look it up? We can see who the real student of Windsor is right now. Maybe it's like the honeymoon. Maybe I'm thinking of their honeymoon. I know that's taking quite longer than I anticipated. I can't get anything conclusive. Let's continue on. 
Okay, well, Prince William and Kate had their engagement on the 20th of October, 2010, whilst on holiday in Kenya at Lua Safari Camp within the Lua Wildlife Conservancy. So, I'm sorry, Chandler, but you are disproven. Fine. I'll take it. (laughs) Okay. Um, so, sorry, fake news on that again. Megan's not vegan, and she definitely didn't forbid him from hunting. Totally was fine with hunting. Not wrong. Hold on. Sorry, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Sorry, I have some more information. This is why I've been thinking about this. I'm not a spreader of fake news. They had signed a guest book at Rintundu Cabin at the foot of Mount Kenya around the time, which suggests it was the magical place where their engagement happened. Okay, there so we is. were both right. We were both right, but for different reasons. Wonderful. Okay. So what you're not going to get from this podcast is fake news because the veracity of what's coming out of the pop apologist mouths, it's always on point. But the hunting thing is totally based on falsification that Megan's vegan. That is a rumor with a capital R. The last claim Brooke said is that she forbade him from also attending family Christmas at their country castle. Yes, every year the queen has Christmas with the entire royal family at Sandringham, her, you know, retreat estate or whatever. And every year from, in 2017, they got engaged. Every year after that, they did Christmas in Sandringham, except for just this last year when they were planning Mexit and like basically had had enough and were like completely done with the royals. So before that, they had attended- She's not wrong. She had attended two. No, she is wrong because they had been to they had been to every single Christmas before Mexico. Well, it just takes one. At, no, 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 no. They <laughs> Megan was fully, fully, fully on board to be a supportive wife and like give her you know life to that family and that family screwed Brooke, it up. You have to remember, Brooke, that Lauren has drank the founding freedom Kool Aid. <laughs> So take this all with a grain of salt. She's like a, a Meg freaking apologist. This podcast should now be called like Megan Markle apologists. It's true. <laughs> I The found, founding freedom had the exact effect it, it was supposed to, as Chandler pointed out last episode. But I'm just going to say that I think that the real reason that there's so much tension between the couples is because Harry and Prince William are at each other's throats or they have serious, serious, serious beef with each other. And we, uh, the last time actually all the Bledsoe sisters were together in St. George, we actually had a full three hour discussion about this. And we even included our wonderful grandmother, like (laughs) 85 year old grandmother. And we all discussed this and we all believe it's because Kate, I'm sorry, it's because William cheated on Kate. We read like an entire analysis to our grandma about like when and how and when, how this went down and all of the signs. Basically, you know, we, we think that Harry took the position of like, this is what our dad did to our mom. How could you do this to Kate? Like, how dare you continue on this like infidelity tradition? Right. Exactly. And that is actually the root of where all the tension lies. And obviously, Kate did not want to share the spotlight, as we discussed last episode. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? (laughs) You know what? I find 
getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about, about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Anyway, I rest that... Those are my those are my responses to the allegations. Brooke, we welcome your rebuttals. We, they will be addressed should they be submitted. <laughs> okay, Chan, can we discuss um, the Melania recordings about Christmas? I mean, I would say these are more infamous tapes than the Donald Trump tapes locker room talk. I think what's what's so funny is Everyone should know the October before the election is the gnarliest time for news. They wait they wait and save everything up for the couple of weeks before the election because that's when people are the most influenced because otherwise right. they get over it. So they just released the tax returns and and people, you know, I, I'm not sure how much people honestly really care. There's a lot of jokes about that. He only paid $750 in taxes, whatever. Um, and I think we're trying to keep this podcast apolitical. Definitely. But we could not ignore this recording of Melania talking about Christmas decorating. So I'm just going to play, play it. Okay. And then, uh, Chan, I think we should do a little analysis. Let's do it. Okay. They say I'm, I'm complicit. I'm the same like him. I support him. I don't no. say enough. I don't do enough. No. Where, where I am, I put the, I'm working like a ass, my ass. I know. Christmas stuff that, you know, who gives a f- about Christmas stuff and decoration, but I need to do it, right? Yeah, but a hundred percent. You have and no then, choice. And okay, and then I do it, and I say that I'm working on Christmas uh, planning for the Christmas, and they said, "Oh, what about the children that they were separated? Give me a break." The, uh, where, where they were saying anything when Obama did that? Okay, so we'll stop it there because it starts <laughs> to get a little political. But I just want to say. I've never loved Melania Trump more. Um, She is every woman. Complaining about having to decorate the effing house for Christmas. 
I would just like to think that the first lady is sitting in a room with renderings from some Christmas architect, like approving color schemes and and build outs and huge floral arrangements. I highly doubt she's like, all right, can I have the the 20 foot ladder over here? I got to (laughs) put lights above the Lincoln bedroom and I got to do that before noon. Okay. No, absolutely not. It's like the Kardashians, like a team comes in with like beautiful storyboards and then you're just supposed to, while you lay on your couch with a green juice, you're just supposed to point to what you like and what you don't like. Exactly. How does that translate to working your ass off? That is where I'm confused. It doesn't. I, I have to know. I have to know what for Melania means working your butt off because I'm not going to keep cussing lest I get another threatening text from mom. Right. But I just thought that was so funny. And you know what? Also, I'll say that mom probably complained half as much as Melania just did. And she made it a thousand times more magical than any White House Christmas I've seen. Our Christmases were magical as children. Magical. And I don't want the record to reflect anything else. Christmas truly started like the beginning of November. And I already am like depressed for my future children with how little I'll probably do. Totally. Well, okay. And but that's a little bit the double standard. Like, now that I am a betrothed woman, it's like, do sure. I, do I, is it my responsibility to decorate the house for Christmas? It's always like the last thing I want to spend my money on is decorations. Like something I can pull out once a year that I don't even get to wear. Exactly. I don't have space to store it. Like, no. Do, and then I feel like, am I a bad homemaker because I'm not creating a Christmas environment for my fiance? Probably. And that's the kind of BS that women have to deal with. Right. Right. Basically, they're on neuroses. Just but. get yourself a pine cedar candle from Target and call it good. Wait, this is so funny. I Googled Melania Trump Christmas, and the first news article reads, I'm with Melania on her grump about grassly Christmas stuff. <laughs> I guess it's a shared it's a shared irritation. Truly. Okay, so that was a super hilarious headline this week. Um Sorry, you guys, if that got even the least bit political, we really want to keep this pod a reprieve from all things politics. And in that vein, we're going to be moving on to our interview. We're going to end the episode with our interview with our dear friend, Kelsey. Chan, do you want to tell everyone? Guys, we have a very special guest, Kelsey, who came forward after listening to last week's episode with her tale of Nexium and her run-in with the cult. Exactly. First-hand knowledge back in 2015. And so we're just going to let the interview speak for itself and enjoy. Enjoy. Well, 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 today, y'all, we are joined by a very special guest, a guest who came forward after last week's episode, All About Nexium, Came out of the ether. Yes. <laughs> to give us her inside scoop on the sex cult. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let me just say that, Chandler, I love you. You're doing great. But that was a little awkwardly worded. So I'm just going to tell our <laughs> listeners that, yes, we had our episode about Nexium, And then we got a message from our dear friend that was that basically said, I listened to the episode, and then I went to go watch the documentary, and I realized I was actually approached. And I won't spoil the story, but has a history now with Nexium. Oh, man, guys. It was so crazy. I really just was like... It just hit me on Friday that I, like, when I started watching it, I was like, wait a second. I know exactly what this is. And, like, I thought that maybe, like, let's back up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, walk us through your whole journey. Like, you were listening to the podcast. Then what happened? listening to the podcast. I stopped the podcast because you guys said, like, if you don't want spoilers, go watch the show. 
So I watched the show and like five minutes in, I'm like, okay, this kind of sounds familiar, but I'm not really sure if this is the exact thing that I went to. And yeah. but so like, then it goes for exactly. Bit. Sorry to interrupt you, but really quick. No. What exactly sounds sounded familiar about it? Good question. I don't even I, I actually like it wasn't it was when it showed. Well, I, I kept. OK, so it said ESP like when it got to the ESP part. And I like searched in my inbox and there was like an email that said like ESP like in 2015. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> and okay. So wait, I need to start over because I don't want to like, like, so, okay. 2015, I just moved to New York. Um, I was like super poor, super broke. Like I, my, my friend was like, Hey, this thing, like I've been going to it and I still couldn't like really get any answers out of it. I remember just being like, well, will you just tell me what it is? Because I'm like very hesitant about what you're talking about because you're talking about nothing. And mm-hmm. so I was like, this is very confusing. She's like, just meet me at this time at this place. And I was like, fine. I had hardly any friends at this time. I was just like, whatever, I'm trying to make it in New York. And what, did the, did she say like it was this thing that's totally changed my life? Or did she, she just she say like it was like, a great I've meeting? been doing this thing. And I kept being like, well, what's the thing? Yeah. Like, it was just so vague. And and she was just like, no, 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 just trust me. Like, if you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to do it. So okay. I, like, go uptown to, like, this random place in the middle of nowhere. And, like, it was – I was just, like, confused. Like, we met in the back of a deli. Okay. And what? <laughs> like, it wasn't some, like, Marriott boardroom. Well, we go to the office eventually. Okay. But oh, my gosh. At the you, like, meet. And he's, like, talk – so I meet this guy, Mark. Like, Yes. Mark Elliott, you guys, like the guy that like was cured from Tourette's. Oh, the guy that was there. My gosh. So he's like telling me this story, and like he's like, "Okay, here's the thing. Like, we can change your life." Wait, is he telling you specifically? Like, are you guys having a one-on-one conversation, or is he like giving this lesson? We're having a one-on-one conversation. But my friend who's, like, a part of it who took me there, like, was also there. Okay. Like, were, you, were you playing volleyball? <laughs> I was not playing volleyball. <laughs> also, I want to say that I am shocked that you guys are kind of intrigued by Keith because he's disgusting. <laughs> oh, I mean, he, like, he does something for me. I don't Honestly, there is, like, a sincere warmth there. And I do feel like even from prison, he would listen to me over the phone. <laughs> yes. And, and really just, like, relate to what I have to say and see me even oh, he was... over the phone. Okay. Now you guys can understand why people get sucked into this, though. Like Totally. Like, I – so I'm at the deli and he's like, okay, do you want to, like, see where we do this? And I'm still not sure what this is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> So we go up to like this like walk up like three story random dark office. It's night, so it's just the three of us at this office. You, me, you, and my your friend, friend, and Mark, Mark Elliot. Okay, and oh we gosh. sit down on this couch, and I just remember like he's just basically we're having an EM. No, I, but I'm like still don't know what that is until literally I watched the show and I was like, oh my god, wait a second, like that's what I did. Like I was sitting there crying <gasps> about like what I was doing wrong in my life and <gasps> how like like I remember at the end I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm about to change my life. Like this is really before, like, I had a like real job. Like I was yeah. just like floating. What okay. kind of questions like 
was he asking like what how did you get to like this state of just being like what is this what is going on what is this to like I'm about to like have my whole life changed I don't mm-hmm. even know because I it like was so long ago that and I kind of like blocked it out to be honest because it freaked me out okay it was just like so intense and but like yeah. I don't really it was more just like me talking about having anxiety and like depression and him being like and you know what we can change that like it was just so like kind of turning it around on me and saying like we can fix that and that's why you should do this basically interesting it's amazing it was like so wild because I like signed the papers and like gave my credit card information. <gasps> what? It's like, did he say like how does okay? How do we like, get there? Pulled out this paperwork and he was like, "I just really like I feel like this would be really good for you." He oh he tells me the Tourette story, which I'm like, yeah. my mind is blown. Right, totally. like he, this guy just got cured and just like all these stories. And the thing is, I'm still weirded out like even the whole time being like I still don't really understand what you do like, right totally, totally. is it like sold to you as like a church or like a beha- like a behavioral it's therapy like, or like a class I think it, it's more like a class like they showed me the room like I didn't go in it but they were like that's the room where we do our I can't even remember what they call them maybe like what are they called what, what like do you remember the seminars no, like there's like a me- there's like their name though for like for like, like their meeting. Group- oh, intensives, intensives. Yes, yes, but I still am like, I still don't know what that means. You know what I mean? Right. Totally. So- well, well, okay. Really quick, like, sorry to totally derail us for a second, but this friend of yours is this friend like someone you met at yoga, someone you met like reading poetry in Central Park. Like, who is this person, yes, and like do they seem Utah. incredible? She's great. She's very okay. Sweet. This is she's so, like like a legit friend. A legit friend. Okay. And, she, and the thing is, she'd been doing it and she'd been loving it. Yeah. But she, and, and she was, so she was like, but she was very supportive. She was like, if you don't like this, like you don't have to do this. I'm not trying to pressure you. Yeah. And I didn't, I definitely didn't feel pressure from her at all. Okay. okay. So, but, okay. So, so you, so she really sucks you in just by telling you this thing has kind of like really helped her and is amazing. Yeah. And then you hear Mark's story in this strange like office apartment, walk up by a del or above a deli. And like Mark's story is so convincing because that honestly is miraculous to have someone cured of Tourette's that you share like things that you're vulnerable about. So you kind of have this like moment where you've all like shared type of deal. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Also, at this point, are you attracted to Mark Elliott? Because I'm not going to lie, I think Mark Elliott's pretty hot. <laughs> I actually was not at all. But that's really? so funny because when I saw him, I was like, I, that guy seems so familiar. Like, seriously, I don't know what took me so long for all this to click, but I was just like watching him on the show and I was like, I oh my met gosh. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is so crazy. Okay. So, okay. So, so you they, give like, him your credit card. Yeah. Wait, how do they even money. say, like, they say, like, it costs money? I swear he, like, like pulled like whipped out papers behind his back or something like this like contract and like was basically like okay like are you ready to sign up for the 12 course series or whatever and, right right and okay. of Tourette's, so it can yeah. probably handle your whatever you've got going on because you obviously don't have some like crazy disorder so you're like yeah sign me yeah, up it exactly. sounds great and it was funny too because I was broke when I was doing this, but I was like, I'm going to go into credit card debt for this. Oh, well, yeah, God. you're right. It's like, it's worth it. It's going to cure me. Yeah. And it's, I'm going to like, I'm going to find a job that's going to like make 
everything better and it will be all worth it in the end. Like I can't I afford so not to do this. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So you pay the money. I, I put my credit card information on this paper and I okay. fill out all the paperwork. Okay. And then I, I go home and I'm kind of like weirded out. And I remember even telling my mom, like I'm doing this thing. She was like, Hey, this is weird. What are you doing? And but I still was like, you know what? Like, I just need to make a change. Like, this could be so great. Like, I was still into it. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. um, he kept calling me. Like, I don't know if he was just trying to, like, make sure that I wasn't going to run. Or, like, I don't – he was just, like, definitely trying to recruit me. Yeah. And I I don't know how long after it took for me to just be like, this is so not me. What am I doing? Because my biggest thing was that I was scared about and then I kept asking my friend is, like, do I have to like talk in front of a group? Do I have to like do things that make me uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, yeah, like you're out of your comfort zone. And I was like, I already have anxiety thinking about this. Like I don't yeah. want to do this. Yeah. Right. And all I wanted her to do was be like, this is what you do. It's not scary. But because you're like not really supposed to talk about what happens in the meetings and she couldn't really explain it either. I was just like, I still am confused the whole yeah. time. I'm still confused. Even watching the show, I'm like, I still don't really understand what's going on. Right. Well, yeah, like they don't ever say anything. They talk so much, but they literally are saying nothing. It's like gobbledygook. Exactly. So Um, Wait, okay. So did you – okay, sorry, continue. No. So then I freak out and I tell Mark to – that I don't want to do it anymore and I want him to like rip out my contract basically. And he's like calling me, calling, calling me, like let's meet up, let's meet up. I like trying to probably convince me again. Yeah. And of then course. I just like, I just stopped like responding and I told him to stop like trying to reach me and I canceled my credit card. <gasps> oh my gosh. Because I was so freaked out. Right. So did you ever end up going to any sort of class? No, I did not. Okay. No. Wow. I mean, unscathed. was doing it for like a few months and like, really? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, first I want to say, I think what's really interesting about it is like all the people who do it, they say, they say basically, I felt like I need to make a change in my life and like this could really help me. But truthfully, every single person has stuff that they should work on. Like no one is perfect. No one's life is perfect. So this would apply to actually everyone. If you're above the age of seven or like honestly of 20, Things have happened to you. You've got stuff to work through. No matter you know, no matter how perfect your life has been, like everyone has their own issues. So I think what's so interesting is it like it almost makes people think that they need this whole big self help seminar if they have anything to work on in your life. But that's actually just the human condition, right? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Well, like, and you don't I get to I, a state of perfect integration and perfection, right? Ever. And- and I just think it, like, feels good to, like, have these cathartic moments. Like, totally. it's, it's like going to therapy, but it's, like, group therapy and you're paying money for it. So it feels, like, extra worthwhile and, like, you see other people having results from it. So, like, I don't know. It's just, like, anything else that, like, kind of tricks you into thinking, you know, you need um, – you, like, need something that you don't. Well, and I think, too, like, being here, it's, like, such a community thing, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, just, like, finding those other people and you're, like, all working through – something in the same way is probably mm-hmm. really appealing. So totally. Sh- I feel like that's half of like religion in general. Exactly. It's just like, yeah. oh, it's my community. It's how I like understand the world around me. Mm-hmm. 
Was Mark wearing a sash when you met him? <laughs> not wearing a sash. Oh, I never even so heard of the sashes better. until I watched the show. That's so funny. They must only be worn in like the private in, in, meetings. In the private meetings, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, can you can I ask how your friend like did she 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 only did it for a few months like how was her experience? Where is she now? She's still here. I mean, she's doing great. I think I don't I don't know much about it, but she's like you should send her the link it. to the documentary and see I what think she has she's to watching say. It. She's watching it, so I'm oh, curious so, to what she has to say about it. Okay, so so you know for a fact she's like not in Nexium anymore. She's not in Nexium anymore. Oh, and so she kind of, so she was like. So I don't think that it ever got like weird for her. She didn't go far enough off. She didn't strike, go to Albany. Clearly. <laughs> she didn't go to Albany. Oh. She didn't go to V-Week. V-Week. Oh. I kind of want, guys, V-Week looks really fun. She never hit a volleyball. Listen, I never want to play volleyball with Vanguard. <laughs> don't you want to go to a midnight volleyball game and then hit on a guy who's 5'1"? I mean, that's like basically. <laughs> I oh think that gosh. the strangest thing, too, is how, like, did you get to the episode where him and Allison kiss at volleyball? Like, that was the strangest yes. moment to me. Yes. The like, only the- one I haven't watched is last night. Did you guys watch Ugh. last night? We did. Yes. It's a okay. little bit of a disappointment. Oh, Honestly, no. the past two episodes Lauren and I were talking about, like, it, it's too much about India's mom, like, driving around West LA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and texting. And texting. Oh, Lots of concerned like, texts. I tried to, like, look up India, and, like, her Instagram shows no, like, are there any like, like parts where she's just not on Instagram? Like nothing shows that she was in Albany. Really? Wait, wait you mean India's Instagram history is that of a totally normal person? Yes. Interesting. I mean, I might need to go back and look further, but I was like trying to get some hints. So Harvey Weinstein drama was all 2018, basically, right? Or like late or early 2019. So this is. So I'm guessing that India was probably like still in Nexium in 2018. So like, is there really, is there Instagram history be behind I'm, that or before yes, that? Yes. But I'm going to have to go look and fact check myself. Interesting. Oh my gosh. Wait, do you guys want me to read you this email from Mark? Yes, yes. please. I mean, it's pretty basic, but it's just funny. So he says, hi, Kelsey, it's Mark Elliott here. It was a pleasure to meet you on Friday. I'm really excited for you. And I'm sure my friend is as well. Um, your application should be processed today or Monday. Um, they always charge people 30 days before the start date of their course. Your ethos starter is confirmed for October 24th. So they'll charge you the full amount within 30 days. As a reminder, since you paid in full, if you take 12 classes within three months and you think the classes added no value to your life, you can ask for a full refund. I highly doubt that will be the case for you, but know that it's there. There's a return policy. Which is, like, interesting, right? Yes. I Honestly, it makes me want to just do the course. Like, just just to report back. And then I'll get my money back. I return everything, you guys. Hey, wait, is, is Nexium still a thing? Like, I don't all? know. I'm willing to go, like, Google it right now. I'm going to see if I can, like, literally sign up for a Nexium course. Can we get like, a group on? From my, my work laptop. Can we get a group on? <laughs> Be incredible. Just get like a bunch of that'll be our first pop apologist retreat is we'll all meet up at a group at a group yes. on Nexium Court <laughs> course. Look, V Week looks freaking fun. Yeah, um, it does. It I'm not like saying a link. Yes. Okay, so was there any hostility from your friend when you stopped attending? No, no, no. not at all. Okay. And then and then did you notice a profound shift in her toward darkness when she left Nexium? 
No, not at all. Okay. I That's actually, I should like get some more information on it and then maybe have to report back to you. Maybe she'll yeah. talk to me about it more. I'm not sure. Oh, maybe this could be a returning segment for next week and you could yes. just give us yes. any additional yes. intel or she could come on even as well. Yes. Just stay anonymous. She can be like Jane. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Exactly. Because honestly, I mean, she might, we don't want Keith Ranieri to get her information because he, you, as you can tell, if he has a bone to pick, you're screwed. <laughs> wait, I don't, I still don't even know like what's going on with Keith right now. Okay, wait, we can't spill it. We can't spill it. Oh, we can't Okay. I mean, that's like a huge spoiler. Okay, wait. Also, last question for the group. As uh, three ladies who blow dry their hair, do we think that Keith blow dries his hair with a round brush? 100%. 100%. Okay. Just want to make sure. I think he has like a Dyson even in prison. (laughs) Okay, but don't you think it's weird that the house that they live in with like all the women? Yes. There's so much stuff in there. It was so cluttered. It was honestly like a really ugly like rundown house also, and then like, like, like so confusing it reminded me of like some weird provo house that just has like too much stuff and miss like masked m- mismatched couches with like roommates then, that left it yes from behind. exactly also what's weird is that i feel like they don't touch on well maybe this is a spoiler that's fine i mean oh well but for it's not opinion. it's not a real spoiler but in the series they talk about a woman who allegedly had a kid with him and oh, then left yeah, and then just they, they just, just like, drop that drop that they yes. never said anything about that. It's so strange. But, like, all of the scenes of, like, the women laying on the couch and, like, Keith laying in their lap are, like, so gross to me. It's honestly like they're all, like, 22-year-olds who live in some weird, like, polyamorous, like, Berkeley house. Mm-hmm. And and they still, you know, are getting their degree. But they just never actually left. Like, that's the that's the living standard of that house. To- totally yes. the vibe. Totally. They're also very, like, granola women, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just interesting. Like, they're, like, yeah, just very, like, normal-looking brunettes. And I don't know. Like, it's not like Keith is, like, this, you know, connoisseur of, like, models. I mean, I think he has a limited pool, right? Like, literally, it's it's like if, but you, I, if your pool of people that you were going to sleep with were at the bottom of a pyramid scheme, <laughs> I, I, you really – it is a limited, you know, thing. And then they also have to basically worship you. So, like, I don't think Keith – he didn't have his pick of supermodels again because he had to rec- rely on this entire process to actually get women interested in him. <laughs> Fair enough. The wedding. Know. Wait, there's a, sorry. Go there's ahead. The wedding. I was oh, just no. Wait, wedding. you go and then I'll go. Oh, I just wanted to know, like, what's the weight that like Keith wants to like keep you under? What is Keith? Hundred hundred pounds. You there's think? A, no, I know because there's a text between him and one of his like slaves or whatever that you can Google online. And this is if you want to basically like spoil a lot. Of, if you want to spoil this entire show, just Google it. And there's so much de- so much juicy details online. But one I'll tell you that isn't a big spoiler at all is he's texting back and forth with this one one of his like slaves or whatever. I like saying that and he's like what's your weight what's your weight what's your weight and she's she, she says 130 pounds and he's like um he's like how quickly can you get to under 100 no yes and she's like <laughs> two months and he's like not fast enough not fast enough like he's psycho psycho oh my gosh. wow if you're doing that you're just never eating right yeah, you, right. you you're spend, like 500 calories a day. Yes. You're like, you're, I mean, all in is probably like a gorge fest if you're, for you. If I you're was going to say, program. he makes Teddy Mellencamp look like quite benevolent. Have you been on all in? Because honestly, I can tell. No. 
What is this? No, I'm telling oh. that's what Keith was saying to his, uh, <laughs> to his girlfriend. You know, he's like, I want you on the air diet, not the all in diet. Clearly, you've been eating 900 calories every single day. His check says it hurts my heart the weight that you're at right now. Like, I can't. Is it- that crazy? Oh my gosh. Okay, so does anybody remember like the wedding scene or like it was a wedding or it was someone's like party? Like, does anybody remember this in that episode where he's, like, going around and, like, kissing everyone? Was like, like, Nancy's party? Yes, yes, Nancy's party. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, like, one of the strangest, like, ten minutes of the whole docuseries. Like, it was, like, oddly sexual. It just was weird because he's well, not, like, a super – he wasn't, like, a dirty joke type of guy. But, like, then you see him in this other mode that's, like, so gross. Well, and then I'm always just curious what Nancy's thinking, too, with her daughters in it. yes. I just don't think Nancy knew about all the sex stuff. I really don't. But don't Nancy would, like, kiss him on the mouth. And, like, I know, and, like, holding on to him all the time. Like, I think Nancy and him slept together. Oh, and I so don't did think Pam. So. You don't think so? I, I actually no, I think don't. so. I like, definitely pa- don't. It was, like, Pam and Nancy, like, were, like, his two – and Barbara Boucher, who I love. I'm a – we stand Barbara Boucher. Yes, I stand. I stand her. All of the all of his all of his women literally basically lived with him. So here's the thing. I don't think that I think Nancy, given the height that she was in Nexium, there's not a chance he was gonna be sleeping with her and not like giving her girlfriend like top girlfriend status too. I just think they were super close. I do not think they were physically. Do you think intimate. she was more of like the uh Baroffman sisters or whatever? Yeah, on that yeah. status for sure. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Wait, wait, you guys. Okay, can I read you guys the t- a text between him, between Ranieri and that one girl I was just just talking to you about? This is yes. about. This isn't about her weight. This is um, him pressuring her for a late night rendezvous. Mm-hmm. And this is this this woman really speaks to my heart. Okay, just listen to this. It's very quick. So Keith says, "Do you have physical desire?" And <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm tingly. <laughs> And her name is Camilla. That's her student name. And Camilla says, can emotional be enough? (laughs) And Keith says, if you want me to come tonight, I will under these conditions. There will be no talking. You will meet me at the door in the outfit you think I would find the sexiest. You, okay, sorry. If your kids are listening, turn off this podcast. You will arouse me we will make love for my satisfaction and pleasure you will do everything you can to provide that i will finish and leave do you agree yes or no (gasps) okay so guys this is why i love camilla because this is what she responds is there a reason why you picked 4 a.m for this And he says, forget it then. And she says, no, 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 it's 3.45 a.m. And he says, then, question mark. And then Camilla writes, why no talking? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, good night. Too much pride. Good night. Oh, her pride. Answers. Once again, her pride was getting in the way of her becoming her most enlightened self. Oh yeah, God. exactly. That is amazing. I know. <laughs> Oh, good night. Too much pride. Oh, good that's night. so crazy. Is there a reason you picked 4 a.m. for this? <laughs> Honestly, that should be t- that should be on my tombstone. But it should say, is there a reason you picked 10 p.m. for this activity? <laughs> oh, so man. Kelsey, truly, you're a hero. Thank you for telling your truth. Guys, thanks for letting me be on this podcast. My first one ever. You're our first, other than our sis, who, you know, recurring segments with 
Courtney, but other than her, you're our first non-sister guest. Oh, I feel really, really important right now. You truly are. It was an excellent segment. Love you. Thanks, guys. Love you. Thank you. Love you. Okay, bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at popapologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus' wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Katherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you, because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.